madridistas uh we are back again uh the usual suspects doris with me okay how are you guys doing first i'm fine did you guys enjoy the pre-season it was okay it wasn't yeah not like i don't really know what enjoying pre-season means but yeah just sitting back and not panicking for a second i guess i don't really think that is possible since there is nothing at stake you know in pre-season yeah but, but, you, yeah, then, but um, whenever ramirez watch playing you always want them to win right so mm absolutely absolutely as pre-season in my opinion um you you had asked me the question like what do you expect from pre-season back then i couldn't frame a, a well thought out answer but in my opinion at least it is it is basically feeling out how your squad is is, is shaping up and basically sending out a message sending out a message to the rest of europe that, i don't think you send out messages in pre-season i wouldn't agree with that you, i think you, it's mostly about it's mostly about just you know getting fitness for me fair enough but the results don't matter like i i get it but it's you still has to like send a message i think if you are barcelona you probably want to send out a message because you know now we're not going to get beaten 8-2 <laughs> the thing is like fair enough <laughs> they, they i mean they made a bucket load of transfers and everybody now expects them to win everything so mm. you you had to get a, a get a slide again I like yeah. it I like it and I love it. Um, I mean Barcelona. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But uh we we played against Juve last night and which seemed um uh, in in paper a very strong test ahead of Frankfurt uh on 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 the 10th. And uh, as we all know, uh, Carlo had mentioned earlier the the lineup that's going to feature for uh, against Juve is is going to be the lineup that's going to be uh facing frankfurt which was as expected predominantly based on the lineup that got him the champions league a couple of months ago um ua uh, is is going through a transition period uh themselves they they look like it in my opinion they look like a team devoid of confidence any 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 sort of uh real cutting edge uh to to their attacks they they looked okay uh the front three looked okay the the midfield was blown away i don't know what happened to them um uh, fagioli is 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 a very highly uh rated young prospect um he started for them last night locatelli is also uh highly rated um and zakaria who came in with high expectation like they they looked completely out of their depth um that, that's what he, that's what happens when you allow time and space uh for KCM to dictate uh dictate the play how good did you think our midfield was again last night okay uh for me i think the fact of the matter is like uh, KCM being good is not a surprise it's, it's only a matter of time for them to get you know into game shape so mm-hmm. i think it took them two games uh, but but even when you look at the game against barcelona i think uh, when modric and cruz and casemiro they came on i think we did better against barcelona than we did with chuameni and you know valverde and camavinga so mm-hmm. that that was that was there in the first game as well and the second game uh, okay i think 
the issue more was the fact that uh, Benzema was getting into the rhythm, like the first 20 minutes or something. So when, once he got there, we were better again. Casemiro had a little iffy passes earlier. Remember. I think the thing is, like, with Casemiro, you can really expect those iffy passes because that's who he is oh, at no. this point. And, you know, because mm. we all know what he's good at and what he's not because when teams are pressing him, he struggles a little bit with the ball. Mm. And, uh, like, uh, so against, uh, you know, playing against Cruz Casemiro and Modric is, like, uh, it's like playing against one of the best midfielders of all time. And, uh, like you said, the UA midfield had, like, lacked a little bit of experience at the top level. I think uh, Locatelli is really good. He's like he's one of the players that I like a lot, and probably wanted to come, wanted him to come to Real Madrid last season. But mm. right now, I think apart from him, Zakaria is like he's good, but he's not Real Madrid good. He, he's not at the level that you know Juve uh, used to be. Like Juve mm, yeah. used to be Champions League finals, you not know, Champions League regulars. So uh, mm. Zakaria is not that. He's not that at that level. And the young guy you mentioned, I think he needs some time to grow, right? Fagioli. Yeah, Fagioli. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, I think the biggest issue for Juventus was the fact that their fullbacks were struggling a lot because uh, mm. Danny, Danny, we all know what Danilo is. Like, anybody who's watched Real Madrid can tell you that. And Alexandro, I think he's had a, a big fall from grace, especially from the time that Juventus stopped his move to the Premier League. I don't remember if it was Chelsea or United. So a couple of years ago. Yeah, a mm. couple of years ago. He, he's had a lot, of, he's a, had a drastic loss of form. And, mm. you know, I think, I think Bonucci and Bremer were the two players who kind of held. Uh, Period. Like I, I saw him on the one attack. Like Benzema was trying to shuffle into his right foot and and fool him. He was like, "Nah, mate, you're not doing that." Yeah, I, th- um, I think Bonucci's experience uh, really helped it out yesterday. And like you mentioned, him defending Benzema. I would like also like to point out the fact that he defended Vinicius pretty well, right? Uh, when mm. you look at Bonucci's age, and you don't expect him to have the pace to come combat. Uh, Vinicius, but the thing is, like, he used his intelligence because he forced Vinicius to make decisions inside the box. And once you do that, Vinicius is like, uh, he's improving, but he's not that good, you know, making decisions inside the box. So when you make Vinicius think, I think that's when the problem starts for him. So mm-hmm. Bonucci really made him think by giving him space and, you know, trying to force him to play particular shots. And that was something that really impressed me because, you know, Leon, uh, right now there's no Chiellini and there's no Barzagli. So I guess Bonucci, there's always been this narrative that Bonucci is perhaps not that great defensively compared to Chiellini and Barzagli, but, you know, he was he was brilliant on the ball. So mm-hmm. he sort of completed the trial. But he, like, took a free kick. he took a free kick which just shaved the crossbar. Yeah, that, that was also pretty interesting. Because I, I think I was about to tweet yesterday. Uh, and, you know, it's like uh, I've seen Bonucci do everything apart from taking free kicks, and now I've seen that too. So yeah. Bonucci is like Bonucci is a special player. So mm-hmm. I was I wasn't surprised that he just played yesterday. But then I was impressed. I wasn't surprised, but I was impressed. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, you you try to give uh, their best shot. Like they were up for it. At least they were up for it. So I was happy uh, by the level of football uh, that was on display. But yeah, man, like champagne football. Like like I was alluding to earlier, we were dominating. Quick one twos, back heels, you know, no look passes. It was it was bad. Um, but amid all that brilliance, I, I gotta actually come to you, Doris, uh, to pose a question, right? So Farlan Mendy has been uh, the mainstay at left back, and he has been a rock, an absolute rock, um, in our defense. And he, like people used to downplay his. Uh, 
his ball carrying abilities back in the day i remember because uh, they used to think that he doesn't have the uh, the marauding runs of uh, say marcelo but i i always thought he had uh, he had the know how to somehow wriggle uh, his way out of a press but last night and which has been uh, a recurring theme uh, in mendy's performances uh, in the past few months that he he's erratic when when he's pressed hard and uh, which the 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 biggest uh, indication was what culminated in him uh, st- uh, spraying a five yard pass across his own box which di maria almost scored and and militao had to uh, make a last ditch lunge uh to say which 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 was a contentious penalty i i think if there was war uh var they uh, they might have given him a pen but how how do you think mendy is going to cope especially with rudiger waiting in 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 the wing to come in um well i think that uh mendy uh we know that we cannot count on him especially because of the injuries that he faced and he will probably face them again uh and Perez knew that so we knew that we needed a a backup center back and a backup left back we had that in Alaba but we needed a real center back uh, which many people uh, think that Rudiger will not do a good job because he's used to back three instead of a back four and mm. i think that only time will, will tell because he is an experienced player right now and uh, he's won things he he knows what he's doing and ancelotti mm. knows what he's doing he put that with the this team last year mm. and uh, in question of mendy when you when you watch madrid you don't watch Madrid because of him that's he's not the first player that will come to your mind when you think Madrid but he does a lot of work that uh, our team needs every game that he plays he had some uh, bad games last year but um, all in all he's been a solid performer every game that he's uh, been in because he was injured a lot so i think that he's a uh, place doesn't change uh, this season and i and i think that ancelotti is not even planning on that on let me let me the... ask you let me ask you a question uh, in regards to that as well because since since mendy might have his off days like do you do you see rudiger displacing uh someone in the back line especially militao who again looked shaky his his uh his head has been uh out of the game uh, for the past month i think with his personal stuff going on in the background as well he he looked shaky i i remember hoke was mentioning that um uh, so some of his erratic uh, nature is down to him carrying an injury which he would uh, get treated um during during the summer the injury is like it's like uh, it, it wasn't be, like it, it doesn't have a specific treatment it's more like getting rest fair enough yeah relaxing so i think that was the issue but they have only had one month break so i don't really know where what what's going on in there 
He but, he has mistaken him. Like we all knew that, right? Like yeah. Militao is not the perfect defender. Like he can be very solid, or he can have his off days, which just gets left. Like uh, there's no in between for Militao. So Doris, back to you again. Like, do you see Rudiger displacing someone in that Champions League winning backline very soon? Uh, very soon. No, but it will happen. I'm I'm sure of it because I know that a lot of people are f- like big ha- uh, big fans of Mendy, and yeah. I understand that and I understand why. But we need to be realistic that uh, his injuries are are gonna catch up with him one day, and uh, uh, it's what surprised me is that Ancelotti said that he wanted to uh, use. Uh, Rudiger as a left back instead of Alaba. That was what surprised me because if I had to choose, I would rather have Alaba there. He's experienced as a left back and he's great in attack and he, and he showed that he's also good in defense because he played a, as a, a center back last year. So uh, what surprised me that, is that Alaba wasn't chosen. Alaba prefers, wasn't there. I've heard that Alaba prefers to play center back more than left back. Is it right? No, no, uh, I would rather uh, Alaba play left back uh, instead mm-hmm. of Mendy than uh, Rudiger play there. Yeah, and I was I surprised think, that Ancelotti chose it that way. Yeah, I think answering your question, I don't really think, uh, uh, like, I don't really know if there's true to the fact that Alaba only wants to play centre back and doesn't want to play left back because mm-hmm. honestly, like, you really have to be connected to the club to know those details. And a lot of people say a lot of things on social media and not yeah. everything is right. But then mm-hmm. I, I have to agree with the fact that I probably, I, I, I am leading towards Rudiger displacing Militao right now. I think uh, come the end of the season, it's probably going to be Rudiger and Alaba. Although we expect a kind of it to be Rudiger and Militao. But I think uh, probably Rudiger and Alaba is going to be the backline come end of the season. And uh, as for left back, I, I am hesitant to say that Mendy is going to get displaced unless he's injured. Because I think mm. Mendy does an important job. The, the fact is, like, he provides the defensive cover that helps us keep Vinicius up front, right? Because Vinicius does not defend in Ancelotti's system. I'm not saying Vinicius is a bad defender. I'm saying, it's like, Ancelotti's system ha- needs Vinicius to stay at the midway line because mm. uh, then he can use, uh, you know, he, he can be active in the transitions and exploit space. Because Vinicius' game is all about exploiting space. And if you, uh, if you pull him back, you know, you take that away from him. So I think Mendy is somebody who provides foil to him. And the fact is, like, Mendy has the ability to not, uh, to allow Alaba to play his game, right? Alaba can push forward, Mendy can cover for him. Whereas yeah. other other uh, fullbacks, like, uh, we had Miguel. And I think that's the biggest reason that Ashley doesn't want to play with Miguel is the fact that Miguel cannot cover for Alaba's deficiencies when, when he goes up, right? So I think in that scenario, Mendy is the perfect fullback for playing alongside Alaba. So... For me personally, I, I don't think Mendy is going to get displaced easily. Although I have to agree with the fact that I think yesterday Mendy was pretty poor and, you know, he wasn't himself. Uh, mm. He wasn't his imperial. Yeah. Rudiger Ru- is, uh, like, I've, I've always thought Rudiger doesn't have the athleticism to, to play as a wing back, uh, to play uh, as a left back uh, in this instance. But... Um, I've, I mean, I've he was pretty good that, against Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that he was he was clocked as the fastest player. I don't know if it's fastest defender uh, in the Premier I think League. He is he is uh, the highest top speed. That that's about. Mm. It. So this man is is has has got some serious uh, you know pace to him. 
as as well uh, combined with his really good physical attributes. So Rudiger is a very interesting signing, which boosts multiple areas that that we were always concerned about. But moving on, uh, we we got to talk about that that second goal, how it was set up, the 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 intricate play, uh, which was on display with Hazard, uh, Vallejo, um, and eventually Asensio uh, getting a tap in. Uh, some people were pretty impressed by Hazard's showing in the second half. Doris, do you think this guy stands a chance this season? Or is is it the case of empty promises again? You had to ask me that. Oh. Um, well, I can only predict it. That, I mean, in, in my opinion and in my hopes, <laughs> I really hope he succeeds. Mm. And if we can, like, base our opinions on three games now. Yeah. I think that he did all right. He didn't score. Do, do you think he walked, he, as a, he walked as a false nine um, against Club America? I thought that that was, that was, a, that was a dumb stuff. Like, he couldn't do anything. Um, I would rather see him at right wing if we had to choose. Because he, he's not going to displace... Um, do you think uh, he has the pace to beat a man and, and find a ball? From the wing, uh, maybe not if we use him that way. Mm. Um, okay, you want him to drift in wide, but the thing is, opposing defenders they know that you know even before the ball is kicked that this guy doesn't have the pace anymore. He's gonna cut in. He's gonna cut in. Uh, maybe if 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 uh, the lineup c- consisted of Valverde or someone fast in the uh, right midfield uh, role that could switch with him when uh, it's needed, when you need speed or need the creativity from him because he is a creative player. He is a good player. It just he doesn't have the stamina or the speed anymore. I think uh, the key aspect of this fact is that uh, uh, Eden Hazard has never been a player who went out wide and beat uh, big players with trickery. He's always been a player who's used to, inside. How can you say that he never used to beat a man? No, I'm not saying he doesn't beat a man. I said he didn't beat players through trickery and pulling them out wide. What I'm saying no, is... No, but quick one tools, And of course, he... Yeah, that is different. Them. That is different. Yeah. He's not a typical winger. The fact no. is that even, even at Chelsea, he used to drift inside, play centrally. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he had the... He, his best attribute was his creativity. And I think why everybody's saying that yesterday he was good is the fact that he dropped deep, uh, brought balls forward and played a creative role. So I think uh, when you say the last two games he wasn't good, you have to agree with the fact because I I, I agree that uh, in the first two games he was he was struggling as a false nine. But yesterday, I think he played a little bit deeper. I wouldn't exactly call him a false nine. And he had Asensio and Rodrigo alongside him, given the fact that the, both of these players have the ability to get inside the box and, you know, uh, shoot. I think that is something that helped him. And what Hazard did was, like, he played deeper. He dropped deep. He brought the ball out of the midfield, you know. He brought the ball out of the, out of our own box. So, I think that is something that helped him. And I think going forward, uh, Hazard as a false nine probably doesn't work because I don't think he can be a central reference. But what Hazard could work with is the fact that probably he's used as a creative uh, creative number 10 or something like that. Because the thing is that for me, I don't really I, like him as a false nine because I've never seen Hazard be a scorer. So I don't really think... If, yeah, if, I think you can agree on the fact that we can't rely on him to change a game, right? No. I, I don't know. 
uh, about changing games because the fact that like Hazard is a special player, right? Because you can't just uh, deny mm-hmm. the fact that most of his struggles for the past three seasons have, be- have been because of the fact that he broke broke his ankle. Yeah. Then he had a metal plate in his ankle that didn't allow him to move freely. And that that a player like Hazard needs a complete movement to be able to express himself freely. So that has been struggling. That has held him back. But now this season, he doesn't have the plate. So I don't really know what to predict, like what Hazard mm-hmm. is going to be. He's a special talent. You're going to yeah. take away the fact that he he was one of the best players in the world before he got injured. So can he change games? I don't really know. But I think as a creative player, he probably has a role in this team. But then he cannot be Benzema substitute. That's something mm-hmm. that I... Uh, I have a question minutes. for you, Hoke. Uh, so from uh, last season's lineup, who would you switch uh, Hazard with? I, I, like, honestly, I'm saying like I, one player. I don't think Hazard can be a starter. Uh, no. Like I and I don't think Hazard is supposed to be a Benzema substitute. What I'm saying is he has a different role. If he ever changed tactics and maybe play four in the midfield, that's where he, where he comes in and you know plays at the head of the diamond or in the hole behind a striker. That's where he can play. But uh, do we have to change formations? I don't really know. It just depends on the game that we're playing. Because uh, sometimes playing with Valverde as as your out wide player is, isn't going to work because even Valverde isn't that great playing as a right finger. You know, he's helpful against the big teams, but when you are playing against a smaller team who is sitting back, I, I'm not sure how much utility Valverde has as a yeah. wide midfielder, you know? Mm, that's a good yeah, point. That's a good point. I agree um, with that, yeah. We, we have less than 10 minutes to uh, kind of wrap this up, so I'm going to just quick fire through some very uh, interesting questions. Okay, first to you, right? Uh, Asensio. Is Asensio the goody of this current no, generation? No, 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 never. no, no. No. no, So people are not going to be watching his compilation and saying that how did he get in, get into this Real Madrid team? And I mean, you can you can never ask how Guti got into Real Madrid team. Guti was a special player, mm. he's a maverick. Absolutely, right? yeah. Like Asensio is like even on like Asensio and Guti are two different kind of players. Mm. Okay, so that's not a that's not a valid argument that he is uh, you know our generation is good. Fair enough. Um, we, we, we played uh, Club America on Tuesday, which uh, ended in a draw, and it had its fair share of drama, uh, which w- it was a much more open game uh, than, than the U- UA, uh, Juventus one. A um, couple of takeaways I had was that, uh, you know, KCM, uh, when we have KCM uh, with Valverde, we, we, we kind of control the game so much more uh, against uh, more prominent, uh, better opposition um but it, it it relies more on benzema and Benicius doing uh the creative work um how, how do you guys think the b team will be integral this season especially with so many more competitions we are involved in i don't really know how to use the b team because given the fact that they didn't play with benzema so you know we don't really know what creativity they have i think actually mm-hmm. put it best when he said that the b team is a rock and roll football because mm. they have this high pressing, high intensity football because they have Chiuamani, Kamavinga, and Sabayos, right? So uh, I think Ancelotti called them the rock and roll of football. So uh, I think uh, when you pair them with a good striker, somebody who can ex- you make use of the balls that they're pinging in, that's when I think uh, their utility would be best explored. But given the fact that right now we only have Benzema, uh, I don't really know what to expect from them. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. Um... Doris, Vinicius Tobias, you know, a lot have been speculated about him 
giving Carvajal a run for his money sometime in the future. Uh, the guy came in from Shakhtar's B team. Uh, like it seems like he has impressed uh, our coaching staff um, immensely, and uh, although he gave away a kind of a messy penalty against Club America, uh, do you see yeah, potential? Yeah, unfortunate. That do I see? Do you see potential in him? Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. I get I I mean I think it's too early to to say but as potential goes yes. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean uh I'm not going to count the penalty that he gave away cuz yeah, I don't think that that uh speaks to, about mm-hmm. the whole player but kind of, of course he's young. A lot, I felt like he he was kind of being very reserved i think since this was his first major foray uh, into playing for the first team even though it was a friendly i think i think, was... i think i think that that's that's the point right because uh, vinicius, vinicius tobias like is supposed to be somebody who's better offensively than he is defensively so yeah. it, because he was playing safe the other day i don't really know how much to judge him for that and given mm. the fact that whenever uh, he's only played like two or three games for castilla so i haven't really watched him and ju- i can't even judge him from that so i think this season, as the season goes on, we'll probably know what Vinicius Tobias is, is better. And mm-hmm. although, uh, Doris, uh, I do agree that the penalty wasn't supposed to be a penalty, but the fact remains that we need Tobias, like he, he put his foot out and uh, Fidalgo took advantage of it. So that was a defensive mistake from him, even if the penalty wasn't supposed to be a penalty. That's just my opinion. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Kamavinga, Chomeni, and Sabayos was, was running the show um, against Club America. They looked Pretty, pretty good, uh, especially Kamavinga. Uh, shout out to Farooq, you know, for doubting him time and time again and, and giving me the opportunity to diss him. But yeah, man, uh, Kamavinga and Germany looks like the real deal, you know, when played together. I hope uh, we see more. I have of them. very high expectations of Kamavinga going into the season. Let's mm. see how, how he does. He has impressed me this uh, preseason. If, if I had to uh, pick one player from this, Preseason is him, mm. Kamavinga. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I think Kamavinga has probably been the best player who's played all three games. Benzema yeah. hasn't played the be- all three games. Otherwise, Benzema is obviously the best player. But I quick, think quick word on the call, on the caller, the man scored. You know, he just bent the ball in from outside the post to in. You know, I, I, that, that's something you expect from Benzema. For me, more impressive was the fact that he did it with left foot yesterday. Almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matthias Perrin made a brilliant save. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He he he's still looking sharp. I'm pretty sure he he wants another Ballon d'Or. So you know, fingers crossed for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for we, Ballon d'Or, the the propaganda never stops. It never stops. It never stops. It's full flow now. Remember when I used to tell you guys to calm down last season, midway through last season, but now it's in full flow, bro. Full flow. But yeah, uh, quick last footnotes before we wind this up. Betis, yeah, uh, not Betis. I mean Fabian Ruiz, uh, the Betis youth product, who was once touted as you know one of the most promising upcoming midfielders uh, in Europe. Apparently, he has kind of fallen off with uh, the Napoli hierarchy, and he wants to leave on a free next summer. And Real Madrid seems to be um, um, like uh, fronting the race to sign him. Okay. Do you think he'll be a good acquisition with all this mid 
plethora of midfield options we have already. For me personally, it seems more like something his agent is feeding Fabrizio because the fact is like everything that's coming is from Fabrizio Romano. So I, I really have my doubts. And we know Fabrizio Romano gets his uh, news from, you know, the agent. So for yeah. me, I, it looks like something that his agent is drumming up because, you know, Real Madrid have like seven midfielders already. Probably mm-hmm. if, if they lose uh, Danny Ceballos next season, it becomes six. If Cruz and Modric not, it becomes four, and then it becomes a real possibility. But I think it's, it's really difficult to imagine the fact that uh, we lose Ceballos, Modric, and Cruz, all three of them uh, next season together. Because if you're losing Cruz and Modric, then probably Ceballos has stage, and then Jude Bellingham is supposed to be the main target. So I don't really know why you're going to get uh, Fabian Ruiz as well. For me personally, I would just hold off on this rumor and wait till the next Quick question. Next Quick question. Fabian Ruiz, you, you, you get to make a decision, yeah? Fabian Ruiz or Jude Bellingham, who would you take? Fuck the price. You know, don't worry about the price or anything. EU stuff, anything. Personally, Bellingham. personally I've never watched either of them, so I don't really think I'm the best player, Come best on, person to... But, but even yeah, then, Jude Bellingham is a younger youngster and he's pretty mm. promising. So probably you 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 wouldn't be attracted towards him. But then uh, Fabian Ruiz is Spanish and it's creative. So I think that's a, that's an area of need for. Maturity. Fabian Ruiz is similar in, in the mold of Danny Sabayos uh, from at least what I've seen of him. He's never really. I mean, uh, I've always thought Danny Sabayos is more creative than the other three right? Chua, many Kamavinga and uh, Valverde. So I mm. think if Danny. If Fabian Ruiz comes in, he'll he'll provide a, a creative spark. But th- then that is supposing that we lose all three, you know, Sabayas, Cruz, and Modric next season. Mm. Good points, good points. Uh, Doris, I-, I have a question for you. So, uh, I think a couple of, couple of hours ago, the news broke again that, you know, uh, Real Madrid might be looking into bringing uh, Roddy Thomas, um, who scored 17 goals in La Liga last season. He was quite prolific, uh, although playing at, you know, Espanyol. Um, do you think he'll he'll be a good backup for twenty five to thirty million, or do you think the price is too steep? Well, uh, for the price, I don't know, because uh, you never know with players, you know, and uh, in the market right now there are not many strikers that strikers. you could. What 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 people don't understand sometimes is that be, uh, other players don't want to go to a team to play a backup that never plays. Mm. That's the main thing. And yeah. anyone that is up for that job, that knows his place in the team, mm. I'm down for uh, for them to come. For me, I think That's personally, I the rumor is more the fact that uh, Raul de Thomas is waiting for Madrid rather than Madrid going in for Raul de Thomas. But I think mm-hmm. uh, when we consider this, we also have to consider the fact that we're not just signing Raul de Thomas for the next year because people have this tendency to, you know, just view the transfer as like, oh, yeah, he's going to come in next year and help us. But the fact is you have to look at it, you know, because he's going to sign a contract for four or five years. And then it's going to be either Mariana situation five years down the line if he does not develop any, you know. If he but don't you think he has more to gain than Mariano to eventually find some sort of a role in the team? Oh, I do agree he's good, but you know the fact. Given the fact of the matter is, Raul de Thomas is never going to be Real Madrid's first striker. He's always going to be second or third striker, and three or four years down the line, he's going to be like I don't know thirty, and mm-hmm. he's still earning four or five million, and you cannot move him because you know at that at that point nobody's going to buy, nobody's going to want to buy him. And we're going to be in the same place that we are with Mariano right now because people teams coming in cannot offer him what he wants. So we're going to be stuck with four or five million in the wages. Exactly. So that, that's going to be a struggle for us. But then I, I must admit, I think Raul, Raul Thomas is a better prospect. 
as a backup than say Timo Werner or you know even having Eden Hazard. But then, Timo Werner, the T Rex. You're comparing him to the T Rex, but anyway, anyway. I mean, Timo Werner is another player, you know, for Tramere. So that, that's what I can compare <laughs> him with, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. Uh, this on that. he's better than Lukaku any day, but um, yeah, I think that's a wrap, uh, people, for this episode. Uh, we tried our best to kind of go through a preseason, which was eventful, had some <clears throat> brilliant football, uh, at show <clears throat> some very promising signs uh, from the team. Um, my only gripe would have been if we didn't get a win in preseason, and last night, thankfully, it was sorted. And what a way, what an emphatic way to actually win people were chanting Ole's in a fucking preseason game so yeah like it, it looked it looked pretty uh uh blistering how how we took care of ua last night um yeah a couple of footnotes um we will be doing a preview for the super cup hopefully next week um with our uh, fellow uh, brothers from Hey Interact uh, podcast, you can check them out. We we actually mentioned them in a tweet. You could actually go check them out on Twitter. Um, and uh, we have a Feminino podcast mm-hmm. in, the, in the pipeline with Doris and, <laughs> and her team very soon. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Also, we have the intros and the season refresh also in the pipeline. Keep Keep your eyes peeled on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. So, yeah, until next time, I think, uh, peace out. And Hala Madrid. Peace out, hombres.